This program is brought to you by SoundsTrue.com. At SoundsTrue.com, you can find hundreds of downloadable audio learning programs, plus books, music, videos, and online courses and events. At SoundsTrue.com, we think of ourselves as a trusted partner on the spiritual journey, offering diverse, in-depth, and life-changing wisdom. SoundsTrue.com. Many voices, one journey. You're listening to Insights at the Edge. Today, my guest is Natalie Southgate. Natalie is passionate about how dance, music, and the chakras can help people to a deeper connection to their true selves and happier, more balanced lives. Natalie founded Chakra Dance in London in 1998. She combined her training and expertise in dance, psychology, and in chakra healing to create this new fusion of ancient wisdoms. She has run workshops at Dr. Deepak Chopra's esteemed Chopra Center in California and has led thousands through the healing moves and sounds of chakra dance. With Sounds True, she has created the new DVD, Seven Keys to Freedom, and an accompanying music CD in which she takes listeners on the chakra dance journey. In this episode of Insights at the Edge, Natalie and I spoke about how to help people experientially feel the chakra centers and the all-important role that music plays in this experience. We also listened to excerpts from three tracks from Seven Keys to Freedom, the track for the root chakra, the sacral chakra, and the third eye center. And we learned more about how chakra dance helps us balance the chakras and even heal trauma and release old memories, and how it can help us move forward in actualizing our most authentic selves. Here's my conversation with the pioneering creator of Chakra Dance, Natalie Southgate. Natalie, to begin with, can you tell me a little bit about how Chakra Dance came into being? The birth story, if you will. The birth story of Chakra Dance. Wow, okay. Well, I was living in London. It was actually 18 years ago now. It was back in the late 90s. And uh, I was living in London in a, in a very different kind of life. I was um, running a recruitment agency, so something very different. And, you know, my life, by all accounts, was pretty amazing. You know, I was, I was earning great money. I had my own company. I was in a great relationship. You know, from the outside, it all looked pretty amazing. But, you know, I was really, I wasn't, I wasn't physically, I didn't look after my body. You know, I smoked. I drank too much. Um, you know, there was this part of me that just felt kind of disconnected. And I think that there was this searching that started to happen of what, you know, is this it? You know, is this, this is all what I was aiming for. I'm kind of there. Is, is this it? And I think this is when it began, this sort of search for something more. And uh, in the building that I worked in, there was this uh, a woman that worked downstairs. And at 5 o'clock every, every day, she would rush out the door. And I got intrigued to what was she was so passionate about. Where was she going? And um, she, I asked her one day, I said, where do you go? What do you do? And she said, I, I teach. I teach at a place called the College of Psychic Studies. And I was like, what? There is a place called the College of Psychic Studies? I, I just couldn't believe it. And I really felt something within me go, oh, my goodness, something really resonated. And, you know, I, I dabbled in Reiki and meditation, but I hadn't really found what it was I was searching for. And uh, I can still remember vividly the day I walked into the college. It's, um, it's in South Kent in London. And, you know, the building itself is over 200 years old where they've, been, where they've been teaching and there's lectures and they teach healing courses and psychic development. And walking through those doors was this moment of, oh, my goodness, I have come home to something. I've, I've found something here. And then the college was really the start of it all. I, I mean, I, I was there for five years and I trained as a healer. And that's where I started to learn about the chakras. And I couldn't believe it, Tammy. When I, when I first learned about the chakras, it was like it wasn't so much learning as, as kind of remembering something, something within me. And I, I kind of was a bit annoyed that I hadn't learned this earlier, that I didn't learn this in school. And, and it, just, it just made so much sense to me, this map of the chakras to help us 
navigate our way through life. So I became really, really interested in studying the chakras, read as much as I could, did all my healings. I then went on to study Jungian psychology. I was getting sort of thirstier and hungrier to, for more, and Jung was one of the first Westerners to work with the chakra system. The chakras, you know, much mirror his map of, of integration, the process of individuation that he talks about. So I was sort of studying, studying all of this, and um, I started to teach beginners' workshops on the chakras. So that was the beginning of it, and people would be in chairs, and I'd have my little flip chart, and I'd be moving around and trying to explain about the chakras and kind of getting a bit frustrated, I guess. And while all this was going on, so I'm running my recruitment company, I'm, I'm doing the, the, the studies and the Jung studies, and the other great passion that I've always had is dance. And I think dance has been a bit of a saviour in my life, really. As a child, um, I was so chronically shy that I was sent off to, to dance lessons to try and bring me out of the shell. Didn't really do that so much, but it really helped me, I guess, to connect with myself a little bit more. And as I got older, I, I was less into that sort of structured choreographed dance. And when I was in London and Europe, I was always searching for new dance classes, you know, shamanic dance and alternative dance and improvisation dance and whatever I could find to just to start to really express and, and feel, feel that connection that I was looking for again. And eventually what I ended up doing felt quite, quite right. So I ended up, you know, creating this practice that I would do at home where I would move the furniture off to the sides and light a candle and, and set an intention for that connection I was looking for and find, you know, play different styles of music and I would just close my eyes and dance. And this became just something that I did for myself for years, really. It just became what I needed to do. And uh, one day I just actually taught a, a beginner's um, chakra workshop at the college and I came home and I moved the furniture and I started to dance you know, in the way I normally would do. And I started, maybe because I'd been in the chakras all day, I think that's probably what triggered it. I started to realize and notice that different music that I was playing was kind of stirring up the energy of different chakras. And the feelings and the images that were coming in my mind's eye were connected to that. And there was a moment of sheer, like, thing dropping in, and I actually heard the name chakra dance. It was just like, of course, that's what I need to do. I need to dance my chakras. That makes, it just made so much sense to me. And that's how it began. It became very much a practice for myself. I had no intention at all to take it out there to create, you know, a, a healing modality or that was, that was not on my radar at all. Um, it was a practice for me. And that's, that's how it began, my own personal practice of searching wildly for the right music and I learned how to do some basic music editing and I would, you know, put drum loops with, you know, flutes and cre start to create music that just intuitively to me felt like it was connecting with that chakra. And that's, that's how it began and it was just me on my own and then some of my friends said to me, you know, what are you doing? You know, you, you seem a little bit different. And I'm like, really? I thought, well, I'm doing this, this chakra dance practice, you know, just for myself. And then they wanted to do it. And I thought, oh, okay. So I just used my recruitment agency. Um, and I, at the end of the day, I would cover the, get brightly colored fabrics and cover the computers and light some candles. And, and my friends came and I led them through what I was doing for myself. And then it was so organic from there. It really was. They wanted to bring friends. So I thought, okay, we'll just rent a little hall. And so then I rented a little hall. And it, it was just really organic from there. It's just been this unfolding naturally over the last 18 years. It's moved quite slowly. And I think that's because of my personality. <laughs> um, but yeah, now it's, and now it's reached where it is today. But that's, that's the birth story, I guess. Now, you said it moved quite slowly, and that might be because of your personality. What did you mean by that? I think um, it's, I think for me, it's um, the biggest holdback I've had with chakra dance is that I have been, I, I think I mentioned earlier how, you know, as a child I was very shy, and that's something that's 
um, always been a part of who I am, quite shy, quite introverted, not, uh, never seen myself as a, a leader as such. So I think in many ways I have, you know, moved slowly while I've built up my own confidence and done more and more of my own work, um, you know, to, to facilitate confidence. You have to continually go back in and do your own healing work. You know, Jung says you can only take people to the places where you've been. And I really believe that. And I feel like I've just had to very slowly and organically in my own comfort zone start to, to, to come to the point. And I feel like I'm at the point, I'm certainly not this sort of, you know, out there the person, but I'm more, I've become so in tune, I guess, with who I am. And, and the whole process of chakra dance, it very much connects you back to who you really are. It, it takes you back to that or really authentic self. And I feel that, you know, doing the work over and over and over over the years has brought me to a place where I now can actually just step out and be myself and go, hey, this is what it is. And if it works for you, great. And if it doesn't, then maybe it's not your thing. But, um, you know, this, this is what I'm offering and I hope it can help you. And, and I'm, I'm really comfortable in that. And the more comfortable I've become in that, the more it's grown. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, for example, coming on your show now, I would have found every excuse under the sun a few years ago because I wouldn't have felt confident enough. Um, but, you know, just by, by, by doing the practice and keep going and going with it, I, I feel like it's, it's really helped me in so many ways. Now, I want to talk some about people having their own internal experience of the chakra centers. You mentioned that when they yep. were introduced to you, you had the experience of remembering something. And I know a lot yep. of people, when they hear about the chakras, it's presented often in a traditional framework you know this is the color this is the animal that's associated with this part of the body and this is what the flower lotus number of petals will look like and people will be a little bit like huh yeah maybe okay i'll try to tune in and i'm wondering how can you help people actually know the chakras from the inside experientially well, I feel to me that's exactly, exactly what we do in chakra dance. It's, it's not a heady experience. It's not a theory-based experience. I mean, we do give people information because there are some people who do really benefit from having that factual information first. Uh, but many don't, you know. And it's with chakra dance, what we're, what we're actually doing is I see the chakras as like these seven, well, the seven main chakras, as these seven kind of inner landscapes, these seven inner worlds, almost like these seven parts of ourselves. And, you know, each one's got its own, its own mood and essence and feeling. And, yes, the elements and the colors and so on connect in with that. And what we've done in chakra dance is the, the music, it's, you know, the music is a big part of chakra dance. And it's, it's what gives you that internal experience of it. The music um, has, I now, I now work with an amazing musician who really gets what we're doing, gets chakras, um, a man called Dale Nauer. He's amazing. And together we work in creating the music. And the music, yes, it's got a science to it. So there's all the, you know, the frequencies resonating to the colors and so on. But also each chakra has this, you know, this magic. And the magic is the, the magic of the feeling, the mood, the essence of each chakra. So just for example, like the music for the bass, it's, you know, it's really earthy and tribal and, you know, there's didgeridoos and African beats and there's, it's, you know, it makes you connect with the land, with your ancestors, the mood of that. So in a class, we've got, you know, the music's loud, the room is darkened, we do it in a darkened room by candlelight. You know, we encourage everyone to close your eyes because it's not about a performance. It's not about out there. It's about this internal inner experience. Many people describe it as like dancing in a waking dream. And you follow the music and we use um, guided imagery just to, to help take you in. You know, you may be dancing around an ancient campfire and, you know, your ancestors may be there. And, you know, it, it, we give some imagery just to help people to lead them into this world and then from there you move into the depth and you start to actually express this energy it's like you become the energy 
of the base chakra. The base chakra energy just floods through you. And, you know, if you're comfortable in that, that's, you know, you can let go and, you know, release and express. Some people may be a little bit uncomfortable with that, so they take it more slowly and maybe, you know, start to have an awareness of, okay, I might have a little bit of, you know, a bit of an issue in the base chakra. It's not about analyzing it. It's about to, starting to become a little bit more conscious of it. So that's like the base. And if you, you know, change that to like even the next one up, the sacral, the sacral is so different. It's this whole different inner world, this whole different inner landscape. You know, the music is very sultry and Middle Eastern. It's kind of like that, you know, ancient belly dancer, goddess kind of energy, you know, where we connect with our own sensuality and that sexuality and it's keep moving and, you know, we guide people in as though they're, they're dancing through water and it's, you know, there's this under the glow of a full moon. And so we bring in a lot of the symbolism, the archetypal symbolism in the, in the imagery, but the experience is, is to go into that energy and to let that energy of that whole chakra move you and you're moved by it. And people, you know, you've got your eyes closed and people report back all the time that, you know, they see images, they have memory surface, that they may have had, you know, some kind of issue in this chakra and the memory comes up and there is a release quite often of emotion. Um, it's not a cathartic, big sort of smashing open type of practice. It's very much a... Uh, as a gentle but sort of deeply powerful practice. And then we move through each chakra and the music, um, as you know, is and the imagery and the essence and the feeling for each chakra is so different. And yet, if you think about it, we all have seven chakras. We all have this energy of each one available to use in our lives. And, you know, I, from, you know, running classes for 18 years, I can see that most of us tend to operate, you know, predominantly out of two or three or four chakras, and we really overutilize and they become quite dominant in our personality. And then there's parts of us that are maybe, you know, weak and dormant and a bit buried, and we don't utilize that part of ourselves. And over time, that starts to throw our lives, our relationships, you know, our bodies, our health out of whack. So, you know, the aim of what we're doing here is to really start to bring awareness bring energy, bring movement, bring aliveness into each of these parts of us so that we can, I mean, I know it's a cliche to become that, you know, reach the fullest potential, become as whole as we can be, become as balanced as we can be. Um, and, you know, a lot of that is just by ex starting to experience all of these different energies that we have. And that's what we're doing in the practice of chakra dance. Well, it's interesting that when I asked you, you know, how can you help people have an inner experience that they can really call their own of each of the chakras, yeah. not from something that they've read, you started by pointing out the music, that the music drives or invites or catalyzes, if you will, this inner knowing because of the music opening us to images, yes. memories, whatever. So that's interesting how important the music is in your work. The music's a key, key component. Absolutely. Yeah. Given that, let's listen to a, a little piece. You, you talked a little bit about the root chakra, and I think it might be helpful yes. for our listeners yes. to actually get their ears on what you're talking about. So, oh, I'd love that. Let's do that. We're going to play a little bit now of the music from the CD and the DVD, Seven Keys to Freedom by Chakra Dance, and this is the track for the root chakra.
Well, I definitely get how that kind of music connects me to the root chakra. I definitely get that and makes me want to dance in a certain kind of really low-to-the-ground, stomping kind of way. I get it. I think the question I have is, how does doing that change me, benefit me? I mean, you, you talk about music that it acts as a, you say, a vibrational medicine. So what's the medicinal part? Well, I think the, the frequency, if you, if you think about what the chakras are, they are actual, you know, vibrational frequencies. It's the energy field of who we are. So on that kind of more scientific level, the, the vibrations of the music are vibrating at the frequency of that chakra and in a way acting like a medicine, like a vibrational medicine, where it's actually beginning to affect the chakra vibration in that way. And that's the whole science behind it. So that's, that's on one level. Uh, but I also feel a lot of the healing that, that's taking place is that we, we store so much in the chakras. You know, we store so much in the chakras and in our bodies. And when we surrender into the music and we start to have the experiences of, you know, the memories coming back up or the emotion that's releasing because the music's activated this memory, um, we, we let go of some of the old patterns we've been holding on to. We let go of some of the old trauma that we've been holding on to. It, it actually starts to release it. And we don't always even understand it or need to understand it, you know. Um, it's not like we have to do a, a talking therapy around the whole thing. It's sometimes, you know, surrendering into that vibration of music which triggers. So that's moving it on that energetical level. It then triggers, you know, a, a release uh, of something that's being held on to that clears, you know, it, it clears the energy. So over time, you know, in practice, and it's, I say with chakra dance, I said earlier, it's not a big cathartic explosion. Um, it's almost like dance by dance, we unravel these little pieces that have been these blocks, little blockages of energy that we've been holding on to. And we just start to unravel them piece by piece by piece until we suddenly feeling the, the difference. Suddenly we're more balanced in the base chakra. And I think we should like with chakra work, it's, it's yes, the work that we're doing within the chakra, yes, the work we're doing physically, but you know, it's the inner world very much reflects our outer world. And this is something we look at in chakra dance all the time, that it's not just about what we do in this one-hour class or this, you know, we're doing the CD at home or doing the DVD at home. It's not just that, that one hour. The inner work that we're doing with our chakras reflects then very much what happens in our outer world. So we then start to see the, the impact of healing the chakras, that it's just not, we haven't got this great healed, balanced chakra. You know, it's, it's reflected back to us through our relationships, through you know, what's happening in the external world. It's like a mirror for the chakra work we're doing. And in, like in the workshops, we, we dance a different chakra each week. And at the beginning of the, the week, we reflect back on the week that we just all were in, whichever chakra we were in. And people report back of the things that happen in their outer life from dancing that particular chakra last week. And, the, you know, the synchronicities and the, the similarities quite often because it's chakra, you know, it's quite archetypal a lot of the time, uh, is quite amazing. So the, the healing, the, the music's working on so many levels, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, that, maybe you could give a concrete example. I mean, we heard the music for the root chakra, and I'm imagining I'm going to spend a yep. whole week doing that kind yep. of, you know, real kind of stomping is what I felt yep. listening to the music. What might get released or changed? Like maybe give an example from your own life or from yeah. people that you've worked with. Yeah, yeah. Well, for us, my own personal life, I mean, you know, this, the first chakra, the base chakra, has been one that I have struggled with right from the beginning. You know, I said earlier that I, I was disconnected very much from my own physical body. Um, for a very long time, I was really underweight, and I, you know, I, I was a vegetarian who didn't like vegetables. You know, I didn't, I didn't eat well. I you know, I, I ran on adrenaline, really, and working with the base chakra has been this really, oh, it's been such an integral part of my own healing process. And just by continually, you know, week by week, dancing the base chakra, I feel like it's really, really brought me back into my body. 
it's connected me right back to the the wisdom of my body and it's you know it's really the the thing that I've the practice that I have used to to get here so I know for me it has been really healing it's um it's it's almost taken me to a whole different level of being so aware of what because the base chakra is all about our physical health as well so you know it's really connected me to the what I'm putting in my body what I'm eating now the effects of all of that um the more balanced the base chakra becomes, the more I've had to be in tune with nature. I've always lived in cities and, you know, the more I could feel this base chakra balancing, the more it was like, I, I can't do this anymore for me. That won't be for everyone, but for me, to take that last leap of healing or the next step of healing was to move into nature. And, you know, I've moved to a place called Noosa. I live right on the beach. I, I live next door to a national park. I, I have to get out. And I have to literally have my feet, bare feet, in the sand, in the mud, uh, to feel here, to feel connected now. If you had told me that that was what my life was going to look like, you know, 15, 10 years ago even, I would have laughed because I, it wasn't, I, I really was, didn't have that healing in my base chakra. Whereas now, for me, on my life's journey, that's, that's the, the level of the base healing that I need to, to follow and to work with. And, you know, I, to be honest, I used to lead the base chakra workshops almost with this sense of, you know, I'd, I'd lead people in with this guidance of, you know, connecting, imagine your feet growing roots and connecting you to nature. And I'd be trying to lead people in. And part of me was going, oh, and there's a big ball and chain and you're stuck here. And, you know, what I learned about working with the base chakra for me is that I had this fear. It was very unconscious. But if I became really grounded, if I became really in my base chakra, that I'd lose my spiritual connection because I'm mm. really intuitive. I'm really in contact with my higher chakras. They're, they're the parts of me that have been very overactive. And I, I think I had this fear. Well, I know I had this fear and I almost didn't want to connect with the base chakra because of the fear. And, you know, fear is very connected to the base chakra. But I've just kept going very gently, very consistently with the practice. And, of course, now coming more and more into my base chakra, I realize the opposite is true. The more grounded you are, it's almost like the higher you can go, the more you can bring your intuition into the real world, bring your spirituality into day-to-day -day life rather than being able to meditate and bliss out and you know, have these incredible experiences but not being able to actually bring them into daily life into, mm -hmm. you know, getting kids ready for school. Um, it's, it's that connection. So the base chakra for me has been, has been huge, and I've had many reports back. You know, I get reports back every week all the time from it's often little subtle ways that the changes start to happen. And then over time, so you look back and go, wow, that's quite big. That has actually really changed me. Um, but it's quite often not this big defining moment. It's this, this as I said earlier, this unraveling. Um, so does that, does that help? Yeah, it is. I have, I have a couple more questions about it. I'm curious, yeah. when you play the music in a chakra dance class, and then yeah. there are these images that are given to help people tune to the inner yeah. landscape of the chakra, do you also direct yeah. people to pay attention to a certain part of their body as they're focusing on each chakra? We do quite often in the, the, in the beginning. So we might lead each chakra in because, you know, if you haven't done it before, if you've got, you know, self-conscious about moving freely and or you don't know much about the chakras, it really doesn't matter. But we often will guide people into, yes, bringing your awareness down to the base of your spine, bringing your, your movement down into your legs and your feet. This is a dance of the legs, this is a dance of the feet. So we'll connect, we may in the sacral guide people to, to start to move their hips in like a serpentine-like way, you know, just to loosen up the pelvis, free the hips, imagine a, a glowing orange light. Like, so we do give uh, the, the kind of the general body part um, that where the chakra is located Without people getting stuck in, they've got to just do that whole dance with their arms, you know, if they're in the heart chakra, because the energy takes over your whole body. Um, so, there, so there is direction given to, to, the, to, 
how you might want to move without telling people how to move. Yeah. And giving people some imagery without them having to take it, you know, because so many people have their own imagery come up. Yeah. Um, but we don't talk all the way through it. Now, I get how I'm moving in this inspired way to the music in a class. I'm curious how you understand the insight part of chakra dance. It seems a little magical to me, like during the week, some (laughs) just kind of insight happens. But how do you understand that connection? Yeah, yeah, I think there is a little bit of magic involved, actually. (laughs) But I well, it's funny, you know, because for years I was doing, when I was doing my own chakra dance practice, and as I said, I studied Jungian psychology, and Jung, in, in order to study Jungian psychology, you have to go into your own personal Jungian analysis. So it was incredible for me because I would dance up certain things and then I'd take them into my Jungian therapist and we could start to work with some of the stuff that was coming up. And it made me realize that in the Shabbat classes at the time, um, there was a, a missing element. And yes, people would get insights and and people would say, what does that mean? Why did I see a cat? You know, what, what's happened? Why do I feel like this? And people would sort of want me to interpret. And, you know, in, in a sense, it is a very Jungian practice. But it's not about interpreting what comes up. It's about the energy releasing and shifting. But I could, I could sense that there was a part missing. And probably for the first 10 years, this, this part wasn't there. And then working with my, my Jungian analyst, who then became my supervisor for Chakra Dance. So she really helped, uh, really helped me shape it and make sure that there was a lot of, you know, all of the things that were needed from a Jungian point of view of that holding and the container and the whole therapeutic side of it. Mm. And what we came to was, was this idea of using mandala artwork and it really took chakra dance to the next level. And what we do now, after we've danced the, the chakra, where, you know, and some people will have images, some people will have nothing. Some people just, you know, say, I didn't see anything. I didn't get what everybody else got, you know. Like, and so there's a mixture. But what we do at the end of the class, we stay in the energy. So if you've just danced the heart chakra, we stay in that energy. There's a feeling in the room, the whole room feels like the energy of the heart chakra. I sometimes joke that I could step in not knowing which chakra they dance and I'd be able to feel it. You know, it, it creates this, this whole room energy. And then I've got, uh, we have black paper with a circle drawn in the middle and we start by asking people to pour the energy of that chakra, pour the energy of what they've just danced into the circle. And then using colored pastel, again, in a very uh, spontaneous, non-heady way just to pour into the circle an expression of what they've just danced. And, you know, that could be a literal image that they've seen. It could be a shape. It could be pattern. And it's about, in a way, this process, and this is a kind of a magical part. I mean, mandala means magic circle. You know, it says it all. In In a way, what we're doing is pouring this energy from the inner world to our outer world. It's like an expression and a physical expression, a manifest expression of what we've just danced. And then the part where we're not trying to interpret it, it's still spontaneous, but I ask people to give their mandala a name. Just go with the first spontaneous name that comes. And then just sit with their mandala and ask, what's, uh, is there a question your mandala is asking of you? What are the feelings that you have just by being with this mandala? And then people take their mandala home and, you know, they put it on their fridge or they, you know, put it, you know, by their bed or, and have this energy. And, you know, Jung says that mandalas hold, hold the energy for years. You, know, you can pick up the mandala again and, and, and look into it. But what it, I feel it's doing, it's starting to bring to consciousness in some way. It's very symbolic, um, which is, you know, how, how the psyche works in many ways. It's Symbolism, you know, the symbolism holds the energy. So in releasing and expressing this energy, it's, it's starting to bring it out into the external world and start to shift it. And that's when we then start to notice these shifts in our outer world. So that's, that's uh, does that help? <laughs> that does help. You know, I think it would be fun to listen to some of the music that goes along with the sacral 
chakra. You've mentioned yeah. a couple of times yeah. that this area is related to our hips. And you talked about how yeah. the music is a little bit more maybe like Middle Eastern kind of belly dancing yeah. style. Or, yeah. And I'm curious to know what kinds of impacts you've found happening either in yourselves or other people when they focus yeah. on chakra dancing, the sacral chakra. The sacral chakra. The sacral chakra is is a big one. I mean, they're, they're all big, but I think because this one relates a lot to our sexuality um, and the that whole sensual part of ourselves, I think there's there's quite a lot of women in particular, and, and chakra dance does tend to attract predominantly women. There's quite a lot of, uh, quite often there's trauma at, at some level around around this area. So this is probably one of the chakras um, where, although we've got our eyes closed, I see a lot of people go to a corner to dance. You know, a lot of people t- make sure they've turned their back to everybody to dance. Um, you know, it's a centre of our emotions as well. So this is the one. It's 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 soft. It's gentle, but it's it's sultry. It's sensual. It's it's sexual. It's you know all those parts of ourselves. So surrendering into that can be a really vulnerable experience um, for a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of safety in the group, um, so people do feel like they're letting go. But it can start to, you know, just start to release some of some of the old blocks that are there. Um, it can also help tap. I think one of the really amazing things that I've personally experienced with the chakra, and I've watched it in others as well, is that when we start to really work with the chakra, there, there's a whole. I mean, the name means sweetness. There's a whole uh, tapping into the pleasure in our lives that we can, I think, so often deny ourselves, um, especially if this chakra is really blocked. Um, There's this this sense that you can't really connect with your passion and it's about finding that sensuality, that pleasure for ourselves first. You know, it's then about obviously connecting with, with a partner from this place, this sexual place, but... It's firstly about, you know, I almost call it like our inner temple. It's about connecting back in and really tapping into that self-nurturance and the pleasure for ourselves. And, you know, that might be just giving ourselves more rest or tapping into our artwork more or just listening to what we really need. And I feel like the more we dance the sacral chakra, the more we connect in with that side, that, that, that sense of self-nurturance and pleasure and, and passion, you know, connecting in with what really lights us up and making sure that there's place for that, that there's a space for that in our lives. So it's releasing, you know, the, the blocks we may have around, you know, sexuality, but it's also opening up to this play and pleasure. Let's definitely listen to the music here for this sacral <laughs> chakra. We might have to dance, Tammy. Okay. <laughs>
It was interesting, Natalie, to hear those water sounds in the sacral chakra music track. Yep. Each each chakra, as you were saying earlier, has has an element uh, connected uh, that helps it act like a gateway almost into the chakra. And the the element for the sacral chakra is water. You know, with the base it was earth and, and with sacral it's water so that we can really connect in with with the flow and quite often in the classes we we actually do a water dance of of releasing flowing letting our bodies flow and move like water uh, to free up anything that we may be holding on to elements working with the elements can be really helpful especially through movement where you're becoming like the element mm-hmm. can you tell me what the elements are for the other chakras that we yeah, so with? the next, so we've got base, we've got the earth, and then sacral, we've got the water. The solar plexus is fire, you know, um, and then the heart chakra is air. And then as we move up further, we're moving into more of the etheric realm. So the, the throat chakra is the ether. Um, some would call that sound. Um, and again, it's ether in the third eye, but again, you could take that further and say it's light. And then finally, with the crown, it's, it's spirit. Mm. Mm. Now, when we were talking about the sacral chakra, you said that this was a, a very important chakra dance for people to do because for many of us, we have some type of trauma or we could have some type of trauma, whether it's sexual trauma or other ways that we're shut down in this part of our life. And I thought, wow, trauma is something that often people think, you know, I'm going to have to be in therapy for decades. And this is very complicated to work through. And here yeah. on Insights at the Edge, Natalie Southgate, who's created Chakra Dance, is saying that it's possible actually that I might be able to dance out some of my traumas. Really? I thought that was extremely <laughs> interesting and promising. <laughs> well, I, I can only go from the experiences that I have had myself. Yeah. And the experiences that I've witnessed through others you know I've been leading these groups for 18 years and we've now got 400 facilitators in 35 countries and Mm. I get email after email after email which is you know an amazing way to 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 keep going with this because it's it's what feeds me the most is hearing the report of what has been released you know the changes that can happen um it, it it literally moves me to tears. Uh, this week, this week in particular, I've had one of those weeks with with, with loads of those emails, and we've got um, with our facilitators, we have a private circle where we can all chat and share experiences. And you know, I was in there, literally in tears, saying, you know, thank you for sharing these experiences of what you know you're taking out there to the world. A lot of these facilitators are, are taking the practice into lots of different areas, areas with people who have intellectual disabilities, learning disabilities, um, eating disorders, uh, women's prisons, women's refuges. It's being taken to a lot of different places. We have some amazing, amazing team, really amazing where, where it's going. And the feedback is that, yeah, we don't have to analyze everything. We don't have to replay, go back in in that head Story, go back into the story. So much of what's happened to us is held in our bodies, is held in the chakras. And if we can really surrender, really surrender, it does take a certain just letting go, surrendering into the movement, coming story, coming out of your head and just feeling, letting the feeling release in a very contained and a very held and a very safe way. And I think that's a big part of the practice that makes mm-hmm. work for people is that it is very, very young and very held and safe. And in that holding, in that boundary almost, there's this sense of the unraveling, the freedom, the spontaneity can all release and unravel. And I know it sounds like a big claim and, you know, I guess there's always been a part of me that would be too scared to to. to stand here and say this can happen but i've seen it too many times now and i've felt it so yeah what what impresses me too is your way out of these things (laughs) yeah is the naturalness of it i mean one of the things that i read in 
your description of chakra dance is the ancient roots in what you're doing in tribal healing rites and ceremonies and music and dance and the way that it was used in tribal cultures. And it made me think maybe some of our approach to healing is we're making it more analytical or complex than it has to be. And what you're offering is this, if one could say, quite ancient approach. And maybe yeah. you can talk a little bit about that, the ancient roots of chakra dance. Yeah, it do, you know, it does feel very ancient. There's a, a real ritualistic, um, in a very non-scary way um, in, in chakra dance. I mean, obviously the chakras themselves are, you know, an ancient system, you know, discovered 5,000 years ago through the practice of yoga. So, and dance has been used forever as a way of healing. I mean, you know, all different different tribes, different cultures um, have used dance as healing, used dance as celebration, um, dance as ceremony, dance in, you know, all those different times in our lives, the transitional times in our lives. There's so many cultures that use dance uh, to, to, to express these and to, to honor, to honor these, these transitional parts. And then, you know, music. Music has has been used for healing, sound healing as well. So, you know, all of the parts that go into chakra dance are all very ancient. There's a real ancient tradition that's woven from lots of cultures, really, that's woven into what chakra dance has become. But I feel even within in our modern-day version of this, um, what we do in chakra dance itself has a very, very sacred... Um, honoring and ritualistic field. It's not like we, we just, you know, go in, turn the lights out and pump the music up and dance. It, it never starts like that. It starts with, you know, creating a sacred space, uh, you know, asking for higher guidance, uh, setting a very clear intention of what we are aiming to do here, which is to be, you know, unraveling the blockages in a gentle way, the integration high intention we start every every class and we say in the cd and the dvd as well in the guidance if you're doing it at home do the same create your sacred space at home light your candle it can be that simple set your intention and then we always begin with an opening meditation because it's really about again creating that inner intention of what we're about to do So we we do all of this work, and it's also about letting go. In our opening meditation in Chakra Dance, we have the intention of letting go of your daily life, letting go as much as possible of the thoughts that are troubling you and what happened with the argument you just had with somebody and having that really clear intention of arriving here into this sacred space for healing. And it's amazing how the energy in the room completely shifts. When we do that meditation, it's like everyone comes in there chatting and there's this and that and the other going on. We do the meditation and it's like, vroom, the energy completely changes and there's this sacred holding feel that goes on. And it is ancient. It is, it is deeply spiritual in many ways. It's, it's, uh, I, I, the best way to describe it is that it is a soul practice. It's a practice your soul. Hmm. One of the things in tuning into the ancient roots of chakra dance that occurs to me is how so many tribal people understood that natural trance states can actually help heal us. And I wonder if you can talk a little bit about that, the power of natural trance states. Oh my goodness. Well, I know the North American Indians, they used to dance for, you know, three to four, five days to go into trance. And Um, we in chakra dance we do a a trance dance for the third eye chakra and the the music is quite repetitive quite um, hypnotic in many ways and when people are dancing it's it's less like they're dancing and more like they're just kind of moving in quite a repetitive kind of way Um, and it's this kind of repetition and the research I've done around this is that it really shifts us out of our sort of logical left brain much more into that intuitive right brain. It's like a switch almost takes place. And um, from there, we're able to, to open up to, to insights and to... It's almost like... Cre- when we do a trance dance, it's almost like we 
clear an empty space. This is how it feels to me. We clear an empty space where we open up to the images, the insights, to literally drop in. And that's, and that's sort of going, in, going into a trance. It's like an undoing in many ways. You know, in our culture, we, we're doing all the time. We're trying all the time. We're grasping for this insight. And, you know, I think what we can learn about the, the ancient practice of trance dance is that it's an undoing. It's a letting go. And again, it's this idea of surrendering into the music to the monotonous music. It can happen to me, things like whenever I'm peeling vegetables, bang, I get an insight. <laughs> it's sort of like I'm not doing anything, but I'm doing something really repetitive. I'm peeling a carrot. And as I'm doing that, it's almost like that's that undoing, that's that stopping, and, and I'll just get an insight. You know, and it can happen in sort of odd times like that as well. But in a trance dance situation, you're really setting the scene, creating that real sacred space around it and it's quite phenomenal what can come through for people Mm. in that trance-like state of the third eye. Well, maybe this would be a good way then to end our conversation, which would be to play a little bit of the music from Chakra Dance that's for the third eye chakra. And I wonder before we have our listeners hear the music, can you just give them some instructions? How can they make the most out of this listening experience? Yeah, well, I would say try and do the, not try, but stand up. You know, if you're sitting down, if you're laying down, actually stand up. Stand up, have a shake. Just bend your knees softly and have a bit of a shake and just ah, let go of it. Ah, Let go of some sound, shake it out, and then very gently close your eyes and bring your awareness to the space between your eyebrows, your third eye, But don't really draw it in. Imagine expanding out. Imagine this eye almost looking out, expanding out, almost reaching as far as a star. And have your awareness out at this star. And then literally listen to this music and just let your body move. It may be really subtle. Okay, you might be moving on the inside. But it's it's about finding just uh, whatever movement your body starts to do and just be open and ask for any any anything you need to see what do you need to see in your life right now and some of you may get uh, an image or a memory some of you may just get a feeling because that's how you your, your intuition works through feelings so just just be open to what do you need to see what do you need to feel what do you need to know what insight is needed for you right now. Set that intention. Find the movement. Focus out on that star and let go. All right. Let's listen. Let's do it.
Natalie, as our conversation's coming to a close, I think what's really impressing me at the moment is how material like this, the music of Chakra Dance, an instructional DVD, Seven Keys to Freedom, where you share the inductions, if you will, the vocal guidance that invites people into each of these inner landscapes, how just readily available this is. It's just amazing to me that people at home all over the world can be experimenting on their own with these kinds of sacred technologies. I think that's what I'm left with at this moment. Yes, and thanks to you, Tammy, for that. I really appreciate you you taking it onto the sounds too and and taking it out so people can experience this in their own home. You know, and to have the DVD and the CD, the DVD, a lot of people are looking for... It's hard because, you know, it's we're, we're closing our eyes, the experience is internal, but the DVD shows you kind of the kinds of ways that we move, but it also shows you the, the feelings. A lot of the images that come up in our mind's eye when we're dancing are reflected in the DVD. So for those who are visual, it's a really powerful way to, to help connect with the practice. And then having done the DVD, you can then do the CD and close your eyes and really go within. Mm-hmm. One final question for you, Natalie. Our program's called Insights at the Edge. And I'm curious always the edge that our guests are working with in their life. And I'm curious if you could put it in chakra language for us. What would be the edge in your own life? And which chakra is it connected to? (laughs) Oh, goodness. I think I've had to battle my way through every chakra. I think they say you teach what you most need to learn, don't they? (laughs) And, And it's been true. I feel that... I tapped on it earlier. I feel for me it's the throat chakra. Um, I, I feel that it's stepping out and really sharing the truth of, of who I am and the truth of, of what chakra dance is out there. It's that authentic expression. Um, many years ago, I, I bought a, a a gold bronze statue and she had the chakra crystals uh, on this golden statue and I was dancing one day and I flung around and I knocked her over and cut her head off and right at the throat chakra and the crystal was half sitting up there and I burst into tears it felt so symbolic to me it was like oh my goodness it's this throat chakra it's this truthful expression it's you know, it is the taking that creativity out there. It's all in here, but how do I take it out there? And, you know, I, I've, I feel like that's the work that I've been doing um, for, for years now is really working with this, this throat chakra of exposing who I am, that, that, that real truthful expression. And that's been a really big edge for me. It's been a really challenging and it continues to be, but I do feel like I am moving through that now. And in fact, I've glued back together my uh, my golden woman now and she's got this sort of wound across her throat and uh, she sits by my bed and it's amazing how, you know, I feel like, yeah, I've, I've, I'm getting there. I'm, you know, I'm, I've still got the the, the wounds and there's still issues to work with, but it is about just stepping out freely and saying, hey, this is who I am and this is, this is what chakra dance is. Well, I'm so glad that I could give you this throat chakra workout today here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I mean, the anxiety that will come up, you know, sounds through. <laughs> You're giving all the rest of us a seven chakra workout, but we just had a really good throat chakra workout. So, exactly. <laughs> so you've helped on my healing process. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Natalie. The great gift of chakra dance. Thank you, Tammy. It's been such an honor to be here. Thank you very much. I've been speaking with Natalie Southgate, and she has created a instructional DVD as well as a music CD called Seven Keys to Freedom. Really useful, really available. You can put it right into practice. Soundstrue.com, many voices, one journey. Thanks for listening.